You're listening to Muscles, Motherhood, and Motivation. I'm your host, Chloe Puff. I realized that in my enthusiasm to get this podcast going and give you all the goods, I completely realized that I haven't actually introduced myself properly yet. I know we're taking some uh, backward steps here, but you know what? It's never too late. So here I am. (laughs) I wanted to just tell you guys about myself and what I do um, outside of this podcast. And also, I just want to invite you to ask me any questions. I'm totally an open book. And the way that I train my clients is really based off a lot of my life lessons that I've learned along the way as well. So knowing more about me is incredibly important and I wanted to share that with you. So here I am. My name is Chloe and yes, Puff is uh, my maiden name. So it's not just some made up stage name. Uh, Chloe Puff training uh, is actually derived from my name before I was married. So yeah, I just... I felt like it was catchy and I wanted to keep it in there. So legally, my last name is different, but uh, for business purposes, I still use Chloe Puff. And what I do specifically is I do online training, uh, mostly for women who are really looking to just reassert some confidence in their life and reclaim their me time and reclaim their bodies after having babies. I I know that a lot of us struggle with weight or just a general self-image issue, wanting our bodies to be different. And movement is the best way that I've experienced to be able to really reclaim some of that for yourself. And so that is what I teach other women. I I want to teach everyone that I come across to be able to really find some solace through movement and be able to enjoy life more through food freedom and fitness freedom and actually figuring out sustainable ways to incorporate fitness and activity into your life versus making your life all about fitness and dieting and all that, um, which is typically the messaging we receive on social media is that in order to be fit, you have to sacrifice it all. But that's not true, and I just want to show people that it's not true, and we can actually live very healthy, very sustainable, um, idyllic lives. It's completely possible for us. And so um, as a mom, I, I actually... So let me back this up here. The reason I got into this in the first place uh, is because I had kids. So here's my story. Are you ready? It's a doozy. So I'm going to get really personal here. When I was first training to become certified um, as as someone in the fitness space, uh, and I'll back up here too as well, um, I've been training people for a long time, and I'll, I'll dive into that as well. But when I initially felt like the call to get certified, I was pregnant with my second Um, And with my first, I had already experienced postpartum depression and anxiety and things that I didn't have a diagnosis for just yet. So things were really difficult. Um, And in all honesty, my pregnancy experience uh, with my second was really difficult 
I just was not feeling like myself. I also had, I was struggling with depression and everything during my second pregnancy as well. And it was, it was really tough. And I am a very physical person. I have been a dancer my whole life. Uh, and I wanted to shift into fitness. I loved it so much, but feeling very limited by my body because I was pregnant and dealing with severe back pain, severe hip pain, all the things you can imagine, while I was also still teaching dance up to 30 hours a week, which being really pregnant and on your feet teaching high impact, high intensity movements uh, that were very jarring can wreak havoc on your body. So I was I was struggling, but I knew that I had to push through in order to get the result I wanted, which was to be able to be certified. Um, I actually, so backstory, my son is a Thanksgiving baby. He was born just after Thanksgiving. And, um, you know, Black Friday comes right after Thanksgiving. And so on Black Friday was when I actually purchased my course. Um, I did that because at the time we had no money. Uh, I had another another baby on the way. I already had a little teeny tiny 18-month-old nugget and it was just really tough and so I had to wait till Black Friday to purchase my course. Now, I purchased the course and then I had to get induced. <laughs> so, I had literally 6 months to complete this thing because if you don't know this, when you go through uh like a certification course specifically with ACE, which is who I'm certified through. Um, you only get a certain amount of time to complete the course in order to become certified. You don't just buy the course and then, you know, let it sit there. You have six months. So wowza. I, <laughs> I really made it difficult for myself. So I bought this course. I immediately had a baby. <laughs> and then I had six months with a newborn and a toddler to be able to complete this. I gotta tell you, I don't remember much during that time. I know I was crying a lot, thanks postpartum depression. Life was really, really tough. I still found time to study. And here we are. I made it. I remember literally with my teeny tiny son, I had to leave him with my husband. Um, and I took the test. I went to a, like a separate location. I took the test. I was there for hours because the test takes a long time. Um, and I just remember walking out of that building after getting the you passed messaging, just elated. And for the first time, I really felt like, wow, if I can freaking do this, if I can have a, a newborn and a toddler and accomplish something that was so incredibly difficult, I can do anything. I really, truly felt that. And honestly, ever since then, uh, that is exactly why. I've been successful thus far. I mean, uh, successful for me is not defined in monetary terms. For me, it's more just my ability to have have the tools to be able to help people. And the success of my clients is a direct reflection, I feel, of my own personal success. And this, this is something that I've always loved doing. I've always loved working with people. So I want to tell you a little bit about my background in dance. Um, if you know me from my, quote, past life, uh, you'll know that I have been a dancer since I was three years old. I started taking ballet when I was three. And it's funny because I asked my mom 
to sign up for these classes. And then, you know, I even have it on tape uh, where I'm like, I don't want to go to ballet, but I'm really, really glad that my parents were like, no, you asked me to do this. You're going to stick with your commitment. And um, I've been dancing ever since. And when I was 16, uh, I met I met a trainer. Uh, he was a hip hop choreographer in Seattle and I joined his like training team when I was 16 because he saw the potential in me. And so I joined PG fam, which if you have ever been in the Seattle dance scene, it's one of those groups that have just been around for so long that you definitely, you either know or you don't, if you know, you know, but anyway, I joined this and I was just so excited because PG fam was a big deal. And I met so many of my long-term friends through those experiences and we ended up traveling and doing all sorts of things. We did like uh, competitions in Vegas that were competing against other other groups from all around the world. Um, we, we did more than just like the typical dance studio stuff because uh, we honestly didn't really have a home studio. We were just a group of dance misfits who came together and were led by a very passionate leader, and we we did big things. It was really awesome. It was where I really learned how to grind, how to work for what I wanted, and how to push myself. And I'm really grateful for those experiences at a young age because it kind of taught me, one, what I did want, and two, what I didn't want um, as far as being a teacher and a leader myself. And as I got older, um, I decided that since my dance career was going so successfully in Washington, I had felt called to move to Los Angeles, the entertainment capital. And so here, here's a little fun sidebar. Um, I had been dating my high school sweetheart around the same time that I started PG Fam. And he's my husband now, so <laughs> you can you can put the pieces together. But it was funny because I told him that I was going to be moving to L.A. and um, he didn't want to lose me. And good on him because I'm quite a catch. So he decided to propose to me um, on Christmas Eve uh, a month before I was moving. And so I spent nine months in L.A., by myself. It was just me. I was very lonely. I was a, I went from like being this name that was fairly recognized in my state in Washington and going to like this gigantic sea of people where I just became a nobody, or at least that's how I perceived it. But I was really glad because through my experiences through PG Fam, I was able to make some connections. So I had some people out there. Um, I, I'm not going to name names just because I feel like I don't want to pull anybody else into it. But um, I had the pleasure of working with some really incredible people. Um, and I'm so grateful that PG Fam. And those experiences there allowed me to have kind of a, a safe place to land when I was in a state that, you know, I knew nobody. And so I lived out there by myself uh, for about a year and I was engaged and very alone. And eventually my fiance moved in with me and 
it was still very lonely, though. I'll tell you, like when you're struggling and then you bring your significant other into the struggle. Oh, boy, it's rough. It causes a lot of extra problems. But we did work through it. We had literally no money, like scraping by. But I was still able to book dance jobs and he was working. Um, we actually ended up working at the mall together uh, for a little side hustle. He was a security guard and I was a barista, a match made in heaven. Um, and, you know, we were just doing what we had to do in order for me to stay there and be able to pursue my dreams as a professional dancer. And I worked for a lot of different artists. I worked for... Um, Okay, fine. I'll name some names just because I think I've been asked so many times. Um, I'll share it because it's on my resume anyway. So I worked with Grimes. I worked with Nicki Minaj, Nick Jonas, Macklemore, Daft Punk, uh, Becky G. I worked with a lot of people. Um, those are just like some of my my favorite memories. Um, and it was really fun. But I realized through all that it wasn't. I, I didn't want to be like front and center. I, I love dance, but I felt like I was much more useful and much more passionate about being behind the scenes. So actually being a part of the process of creating these pieces and these shows and mentoring the dancers that wanted to do this. Um, because in the back of my mind, I wanted to gain the experience in LA and um, so then I could have more credibility to help train others to fulfill this dream. I never actually had a dream to like live in LA and be a successful dancer. I know that sounds cuckoo, um, but I just wanted to gain the experience because I knew that I wanted to mentor other dancers to be able to do this. So uh, we spent three years there. And then finally, after we were, we were able to be married and everything. And so we were officially husband and wife still living in LA. And we just decided it was time. Um, we wanted to start building our lives back in Washington. And so we ended up moving back and, um, we wanted to start a family. And so that happened a little bit sooner than we had planned, which is totally fine. You go with the flow. Um, at the time I was actually living with my parents so we could find a place, um, because we had just like literally just come back from LA and then the universe was like, hi, here's a baby. <laughs> and so we went along with it. We were able to get our own apartment and build our lives there. And that is where I ended up actually reconnecting. You remember that coach that was running PG fam at the time? I reconnected with him and I actually was invited to come and be uh, the studio director for the physical studio that he had opened up. Um, so it was really great because, you know, after all that time, it was, I, I felt like things were coming full circle. I felt really good about it. And so it was, that was a whole adventure in itself. I'm going to skip over some of those parts uh, <laughs> because quite frankly, um, I don't <laughs> want to relive some of them. We had a, it, just in our own family, we just had so many struggles with having a new baby, helping someone, um, and also helping somebody like run their business that was just starting out. It was a lot. It was a lot of sacrifice. Um, but we ended up um, getting a house, uh, the one that we're living in now. And we had our second baby. And this is kind of where most of you have met me now. So I had this whole prior life as a professional dancer 
and it's still a part of me. But here's the most recent life update. For my dance people who knew me then and are wondering what I'm doing now, here it is. The pandemic took so much from me, but it also gave me a lot of clarity. So unfortunately, the space that I had come back to in, gosh, what was the year? I want to say 2015. 2015 is when I moved back. Um, up until last year, last fall, November, um, the studio was open. It was thriving. And then the pandemic just what it we had to shut down. So the studio no longer exists, which just absolutely breaks my heart. But in all honesty, the timing was really great for me um, because I I was pulling myself in so many directions at once. And listen, I I realize I'm being incredibly transparent. So like, woo, bear with me. I will always be a dancer in the depths of my soul. Dance will never not be a part of me. But now instead of focusing on mentoring and teaching, you know, these amazing, incredible young athletes how to survive in the industry, I am now taking those mentorship qualities that I have learned from years of being able to literally pull potential out of people, out of young people. Um, it shifted my perspective to understand that there are so many there's so many people in the fitness space that need that same sort of love and care. And if you're listening to this and you were a former student of mine, I would love just here's a little homework assignment. I would love to just get a message of like how how dance impacted you, how training impacted you like as a human being, not as a dancer, but like how these lessons applied to your life. Because dance truly was and still is actually like the avenue in which I was able to explore my potential just as a woman because it goes far beyond just the movement. The movement is just a catalyst to help teach you how capable you truly are. And dance and exercise, I mean, they're really synonymous, obviously, um, except with dance, there's this massively creative component. And, you know, I, I wanted to continue doing that for the rest of my life, but I realized that um, – this this niche of dance wasn't going to sustain me for the rest of my life um, because, I mean, <laughs> I just, I didn't, I wanted to be able to help in the same capacity, but how could I do that in a pandemic when the studio is closed and, and this and that and the other? But thankfully, when I opened my business, Chloe Puff Training, this was prior to the pandemic. I had opened it in September before the pandemic and it had already been online based because I did want to reach people all over the world. And so I am grateful that, you know, online is now the way to go uh, because that's how I originally set up my business. So it was minimal shifting for me. And I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Yeah. I, I know I'm rambling now. I'm just, <laughs> it feels very weird to talk about myself like this in depth. I haven't done this. So backing up a little bit, I actually wanted to talk a bit about how my experiences as a dancer and, you know, feeling rejected and judged specifically on one, my look, 
that's a whole other thing. Dance industry. Ooh, you got to have tough skin for that. Um, and two, just like your livelihood being based off of something that's so incredibly personal and not everyone, I, I, I don't know of another industry. I mean, maybe except like modeling or, uh, let's say, let's say even like authors. I'm sure there's some other industries out there that I'm not naming that where you are, you're directly criticized for like you as a human being. <laughs> so you go into a room I mean, as a dancer, you go into a room, they're like, we're looking for this type of person with this skin color, this height, this hair color, and this ability. Um, and they'll like take a look at you and they'll either say like, thanks for coming and dismiss you, or they'll let you like go through with the audition. And the auditions, oh my gosh, I, I'll make a separate podcast of just my dance adventures sometimes. Like I've had to do the weirdest things in auditions, like swing a vacuum around my head. A story for another time. Um, <laughs> but it's just so weird. Like you train your whole life to be this skilled dancer. And then based off of somebody's opinions, it either books you the job or doesn't. And that can be incredibly weighing on your mind. That is exactly why I decided I wanted to help other young dancers break into the industry because it is very, very hard to learn how to have a mindset that you're not taking everything personally when you are being judged for a job based off of you, like your personality, your look, your skill set. It's all their opinion of what they want for their product, commercial or music video or live performance. And it's just freaking nutty. So I think I think truly those experiences are where I kind of adopted this mindset of like, who cares what other people think? Um, and that that messaging is definitely incredibly clear with my with my fitness work now because at the end of the day, your your worth is not dependent on your physical self. And I know that's like completely counterintuitive to um, the dance industry as it is because your physical worth is ex it, like your body is your tool. It's your marketing, like it's your product. Your body is your product. And if you can't sell your product, then you can't make money. So in, in my mind, I guess rather than like playing to the industry, my my idea is that I wanted to shake it up, that I wanted things to change. And thankfully now it looks like a lot of things are shifting. I'm seeing more representation of different types of bodies, um, ages, colors. Um, and now even like I'm seeing, which I just absolutely love, I'm seeing more like trans dancers that are being represented well on stage or um, who was it? Oh, and I've there's some like really amazing non-binary dancers that are doing like big tours and are just killing it up on stage and are being respected for like how they want to represent their physical selves instead of saying like, oh, well, you were born a girl, so let's put you in, you know, a bra and hot pants for this tour. They're letting these dancers represent themselves the way that they desire. So that's a little background on dance. Dance is clearly something that I'm very passionate about and always have been. So long story short, that is pretty much how I ended up here in fitness. 
And I want to tell you a little bit about my experiences um, through pregnancy and why it's led me to help other women. So as I told you before, I struggled a lot with, at the time, it was undiagnosed um, postpartum depression, postpartum anxiety. Um, I felt like a lot of the experiences that I was having during and after pregnancy, like I felt so alone. I really truly couldn't grasp the concept of like this happens to more than just me. I'm not alone. This is not uncommon. But for me, because thanks to hormone imbalance um, and depression, I felt absolutely isolated. I felt like no one else in the world is struggling like me. And you know what? I got trapped in comparison because honestly, that's what I was kind of taught through my experiences as a dancer that, you know, you got to compare yourself to the person next to you because they're your competition. But I wasn't doing that anymore. I wasn't in competition with anybody, but I would still like get on Instagram and I'd be, you know, super pregnant, super sad, uh, like just so depressed because my body was really hurting. Um, cause I had a lot of dysfunction that was happening. And I would look at these women who were like power lifting during their pregnancy or doing CrossFit and doing X, Y, and Z. And I just, I was like, why can't I do that? Why, why do I feel so broken? Um, but it took a long time to kind of figure out my balance of like really realizing like, it's okay. You're going to, this is just another obstacle, but it's not something, and it's temporary. You're not going to be pregnant forever, even though it definitely can feel like it sometimes. So I was struggling a lot with that. And, uh, medically speaking, here's what was going on. I had a lot of muscular imbalances. Um, I had diastasis recti, which you guys have seen all over my, uh, (laughs) all over my social media. Um, that's something that I help women, Uh, tackle is uh, abdominal separation. And it's a direct, it's in direct response to what I struggled with. Because at the time when I was dealing with all of these physical ailments, I had no support. There was not a lot of great information at the time out there that was tangible for me to be able to feel like I had some support through my pregnancy and after. And so I decided to fill that space. And I... I had this like driven mindset because I was used to like grinding, 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 and I never kind of shut that off after moving from LA. And so, um, you know, I was still trying to do as much as I was doing before I got pregnant while I was pregnant. So I was still doing like floor work and, you know, teaching my classes full out. And it's great. Like I've got some really cool videos of that experience and I wouldn't trade it for the world, but man, I was pushing myself so hard Um, almost just to, I don't know who I was trying to prove anything to, but that's what it felt like for a little while. So yeah, I had, uh, abdominal separation. I also had a lot of dysfunction with my glutes. So I had, um, basically when you're, when you're pregnant, your body shifts into just like this wild posture in order to support a gigantic human, uh, in the front in one spot. It's like wearing a backpack, on your front down low filled with heavy textbooks and it puts so much pressure on my low back and when your core is like basically ripped wide open it can't support your spine so I was dealing with severe back pain and my glutes were totally shut off and so I you know I had all these issues but 
luckily, I mean, I don't wish to go through that again, but that experience had led me to wanting to actually discover the root of the problem and how to fix it. And in doing that for myself, I was able to now also have this information to help thousands of other women as well. And so, yeah, I, I started really studying that um, after having my daughter, uh, who's now five. And then in my second pregnancy was when I was like, wait a minute, I've been doing this for a long time. I feel like I should just get certified. (laughs) And so that's how that happened. And so, um, yeah. And when you, when I chose to get certified, it was a really cool experience for me because I had, it was finally, it finally felt like I had something that I was in control of. Where, you know, my whole life in the dance industry, it was always based off someone else's opinion. I was I was always like working to appease someone else. I had to show up in the in the clothes they wanted me to wear for the audition. They wanted a certain look. It was I was like a chameleon. Um, and for me to be able to have some free reign over what I was doing, Um, and who I was impacting just felt so empowering. And so that experience like really helped me reclaim my confidence. Finally, I feel like I found my stride. I, I was certified and I did something that for me felt really normal, but I know like for a lot of people, this is scary. And I just decided to start my business, um, officially and reaching outside of my circle, um, to pull in clients. Uh, because initially when I was training people, I was doing like one-on-ones in the studio. Um, I was, I was helping the people that I knew. And then I realized the value that I had to give. And so I decided to like start my business and I applied for a business license under the name Chloe Puff Training. And here we are. So, (laughs) um, and not to say that this was an easy process at all, because anytime you do something, bold, it's going to be difficult, but the payoff is absolutely worth it. And honestly, all of my branding, all of my messaging is based off of my experiences. Be bold, be fit. That came from choosing to do something that was difficult, even when I knew there was going to be obstacles, but I knew the outcome that I wanted and fit for me doesn't, that definition isn't just like, you know, having like a lean body and a six pack. It was really, for me, it was more just like an overall wellness. It was feeling good in my own skin, um, especially after having babies. And it was, it was just a different level of things for me. So be bold, be fit really just felt like the most fitting way, um, to just help people understand like you have to take big steps in order to be the person that you want to be. Actually, you know, what's funny is like when I look back at pictures and I've posted some of these before, um, speaking specifically in terms of my body image and like how I thought about myself after having kids, after being in the dance industry for years where people literally judge you on your body, that was, that was an adjustment. So 
like <laughs> maybe I'll have to post one of my old uh, body shots uh, prior to having kids. So like, you know, the dance industry, it is like your body is your tool and you do have to take care of your tool. It is your it's literally how you make money. So going to the gym, eating well, those things are like very, very important. And at the time, like when I was living in LA, I was going to the gym like four or five times a week. I was there for two hours at a time. I was super strong, super fit, eating super restrictive also because I was very broke. Um, so I was like making like fried rice, um, with, you know, beans because I could afford beans. And yeah, I, I made, I guess I made the most out of my situation, but I didn't really honestly feel all that healthy. Um, I thought I was doing all of the right things. Um, and I looked really good. So I guess for my job, it was, it was the right thing. Uh, kind of hesitant to say that because now looking back, I'm like, wow, I, really overextended myself for an industry that couldn't accept me as I was. And that, that I'm like, wow, I wish I would have had the, the insight as a young person to be able to see that. But oof, yeah, having, having babies completely altered my perspective about my own body. And I think like seeing I think the most shocking thing, honestly, was after having kids, um, after giving birth to my daughter, just for like months, particularly like that first two weeks after having a baby, your, your belly just feels so empty and like loose. It's not even just skin. It literally feels like, (laughs) I don't know how to describe it. Like someone let the air out of a balloon and then like the balloon just kind of is like floppy. (laughs) I felt like I had no like core support and it just felt so weird. And I just, I was disgusted with myself in that's partly to do with the postpartum depression and all that. But I just was like, Oh, I'm so gross. I hate this. Like how can, how can motherhood be so beautiful when I'm so disgusting? And I mean, like I said before, thankfully I figured that out, uh, that part of it was the depression and part of it was just this, you know, programmed messaging that society is giving us that we are just supposed to like snap back and go home in our, um, pre-pregnancy genes, uh, which is BS. So that, those are the types of things that now I am striving to teach women everywhere is that you don't, fitness is not about a look. It's about a feeling. It's about feeling strong. It's about feeling confident in the body that you have and knowing that regardless of what your body looks like, even even if you're putting in tons of work and you still look similar on the outside and you don't look like this, you know, body goals that you've set for yourself, you are still a valuable human being that deserves love, that deserves to honor their body, that deserves to move, that deserves all of those things. And your, your babies don't see the same things in you that society sees. They see, they see all your potential. They see you as a safe space. They see you as their, gosh, they, they look at you with so much unconditional love and that is how we should see ourselves as well and stop punishing ourselves for 
bringing life into the world. It's just not, it's not worth it to keep ourselves trapped in this uh, comparison. I love what I do. I really do. I'm so glad that my experiences have allowed me to help others in the same way. And I think at the end of the day, I'll leave, I'll, I'll leave you with this. This is why I'm different. This is why I do things different is because I've had so many of these experiences, these extreme experiences, and I've been through it. And I'm, I am not for, here we go. I am not for teaching women how to make their bodies perfect. I am not for selling you an unachievable dream because perfect is completely dependent on, first of all, whose definition that is. And second, it's just not realistic. So I am, I'm just not for quick fixes. I am not for things that are going to make you feel bad about yourself. I am not for like tough love and punishment, um, when it comes to fitness and aesthetic. It's okay to want to lose weight. It is okay to want to change your body. But first, you should want to change like your own opinion of yourself. Like if you're if you're doing it because you really hate who you are, it's not going to get you the results you desire. You have to come from a place of love and wanting self-improvement versus um, change because you just really hate yourself. Um, you're never gonna you're never gonna end up with the results you desire. So, so the things that I the things that I am for are honesty, sustainability. When it especially when it comes to your your fitness, you've got to do things that work for you. Um, hustle mode can only take us so far. We we have to realize that we can only hustle within our means. And when you are dealing with raising children, especially like babies, hustle mode is going to look a lot different, <laughs> like a lot. Um, I want you to be able to have your cake and eat it too. Um, but one step at a time, right? And anyway, I thank you for letting me share about myself today. There's, I could, I could dive deep into more elements of this. So if there's anything that like resonated with you or piqued your curiosity, I would love um, for you to just like send me a message. I'll link my uh, social in the show notes. Um, and then tell me what you want me to expand on. I would love to be able to answer your questions, uh, whether it's about my journey as a dancer or as a mother or anything in between. Um, again, I'm an open book and I'm happy to share my experiences I'm hoping will help positively impact and inspire you to become the woman that you want to be as well. On that note, I want to say thanks again for tuning in. And as always, be bold, be fit. Be fit.